and welcome back to the FEZ show. We have some very interesting topics to delve into today off the back of yesterday's news. But first, just a gentle reminder that if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet and you're really enjoying the content, then just hit that red button. Look at it, it's so adorable. Anyway, we have a fabulous lineup for today's show. Joining me all the way from Germany is the one and only Tobias Bloom from E4MLD. And returning again from the FEZ crew is Jack Pickering. Morning, Tobias. Morning, Jack. Good morning. Morning. Ah, it's great to have you on the show, especially Tobias, obviously, on the podcast all the time. I don't normally actually get to see your face until it's race day and and race weekend. So it's actually great to, to see you. How have you been? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, keeping as busy as possible. It's really weird. There's there's no racing going on. There's no university going on. So I'm sitting here and trying to keep busy doing whatever I possibly can. Um, it's it's weird times, but I'm 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 coping. How about you? Ah, uh, I've I've been well. Obviously, busy with these these shows and and really enjoying them and putting them together. So, and we've got such such an exciting episode today to talk about because the big news that dropped yesterday, Tobias, was the esports. And obviously, we were we've been discussing over the phone and everyone here at FEZ and E4MLD, we've been discussing that it's coming. We knew something was coming in terms of esports, and you know, finally, it's dropped. Like what? What did you make of the announcement? Obviously, I'll go through it a bit. Obviously, a different race format. We're not doing the 45-minute race system. It's more of an elimination process where, you know, a driver is eliminated and then the top 10 will battle it out in the last lap showdown, effectively, to try and, and try and win the race. And we've got most of the drivers confirmed, which is great. So what did you make of the, the, the news? I really like the idea. I mean, FE has always sort of tried to keep in touch with esports. Um, remember well, three years ago already um, seems like yesterday really but three years uh, since the Vegas E-Race happened um, so yeah FE has always tried to sort of stay in touch with uh, with sim racing really um, so it's good to see them embracing it again now that everyone seems to embrace sim racing all of a sudden um, we have different so many different leagues popping up here and there um, media outlets doing sim races, the drivers themselves getting together and, and sim race. And now FE is doing their own sim racing league uh, with nine virtual races. And as you said, most of the drivers um, competing in that. I really like like the idea. Um, of course, we have to wait for how they eventually realize that concept. Um, because... If I mean, surely some of, of the viewers remember what happened three years ago um, with the, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but the shambles that was uh, the Vegas E-Race. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait, of course. Um, but the idea sounds good. Yeah, which makes, like we've discussed the Vegas E-Race before in terms of the 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 problems they had with the Oli Pakala situation with the fan boost and he was, you know, trying to get that, that, 25 grand, I think it was for third place, and which he got, but then he obviously lost because it, through no fault of his own, because the fan boost actually never, never sort of went away from him. I think that was much more. I think he lost 100 grand on that. I thought the hundred. I thought it was 100 grand for the winner, but I can't remember. I think um, it was 200 for the winner out of the one million dollar jackpot. That 
I'm not sure if that still is the biggest sim racing event to date, but at the time it surely was. It was the biggest event for sim racing. And yeah, you had rigs failing. I think two drivers weren't able to compete just because their rigs failed. And then the fan boost not being tested properly beforehand. It was a bit messy. Um, and Formula E, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but back then Formula E sort of was, yeah, it wasn't the most popular championship in the sim racing community. Um, yeah, and... I'm interested, of course, to see how how it goes this time. Um, but I think it was two hundred thousand dollars for the winner back then, and yeah, fifty thousand for third place. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember the the figures, but yeah, it was around that ballpark. But it's still a lot of money for a sim racer to then to then lose through no fault of his own. Which then I suppose Jack is probably why it's really good that they've learned from that. And they've decided that this Saturday's race will be a test one. So it won't go to this championship. Obviously, nine races over nine weekends. and But the first one is a test race. Just to make sure that there's, there's no bugs. There's no, you know, sort of any faults in the system. Just to, you know, make sure everything works. Yeah, it makes sense. I th- I think I think they would have done some some testing like over over uh, over the last couple of weeks in terms of, like what tracks they want and uh, and implementing all the all the new season 6 cars um but yeah you don't get a proper test run until you get all the, until you get all the drivers in in one lobby and just go so yeah it 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 makes perfect sense to uh uh, to do that and so yeah i'm 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 actually quite looking forward to it because for, for formula e is a little bit crazy anyway it's add esports into it it's it's going to be mental so yeah and uh and uh, and the way that they're doing it with the whole battle royale kind of kind of way i think um uh, i think i think it's going to be quite exciting it's it, it's 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 going to be a better version of that elimination qualifying formula one tried to do a few years ago so yeah what i wanted to say jack to you actually was what do you think of the format because obviously you know if i look at the f1 streams that they're doing it's it's basically a 45 minute race and formula e is a 45 minute race so do you think obviously they've gone for this new style of elimination process do you think you know we could have maybe have done like a normal race a normal 45 minute race with our drivers and kept it very similar to to an fe style format or do you like that they've completely changed the game, new format, try and make it more exciting uh, for the fans? Or, you know, is a 45-minute race just not that exciting for a Twitch stream and, and an elimination process might be more engaging for fans who are watching the race via all these social media platforms? Well, yeah, with um, with with having a 45-minute race, as we see with Formula E, that's still really exciting. But the thing is, Formula E always strive to be different. So I'm I, I I'm not surprised that they are that they have decided to create this um this uh, this new format for for the esports races, and so yeah I think I think the new format I think I think it's going to be a little bit more exciting. It's it, it it's it's going to be a little bit quicker because um I I have a very short attention span. Um, I, I I stay alert for the Formula E races, but 
for but for forty five minutes is quite a long time for me to like stay alert if I'm completely honest. Um, so having these, um, I'm not sure how long the races will be, but but um, uh, but having people like drop out through the race, it, it I think I think it will kind of uh, I think it will kind of keep uh, keep keep me alert and 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 just keep everyone kind kind of on edge to see. Okay, who's 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 going to go next, and, and and also it's going to mean that the driver who will be in last place at the time is more likely to take more risks to try and stay in that race to stay in the race a little bit longer. I, I suppose I suppose it depends on how clean these races are going to be because the only problem I see with an elimination process is if the field is close together, it's great because you know, you're, you're likely going to see those battles. If there's massive crashes and then someone's, you know, 10 seconds off and then they, there's like a three, four, five, six second gap between each driver, then you're not going to get that elimination battle, um, Tobias, in terms of, you know, actually seeing that action. And then it's just, it, it just feels like a normal race, but we're just getting less and less cars. So it's, I think it's a good idea, but it'd be interesting to see how it works on Saturday because if it is close and there could be a great battle, especially for that 10th place to get into that final lap showdown, it could be amazing. But if they're all really spread out because of crashes and so forth, then, you know, it might not have the appeal that, you know, Formula E intended. Yep. That's, that's the risk that you're, you're talking to. And rightly so. Um, the battle for 10th position is going to be key throughout the race. Um, it doesn't matter if there's a good fight for 13th position. Because in the end, they will be disqualified or won't will be DNF'd, uh, maybe not disqualified. Um, and then I feel that the final lap shootout might be a bit little in, in terms of weight uh, that goes into the race. We'll have to see. I have no idea how the, the format pans out. Um, it's interesting, surely. Uh, new formats always are intriguing, and um, I really enjoy watching, I don't know, WTCR and then moving on to Formula E and then moving on to the F1 format. Uh, so, different racing series, obviously, d trying different race formats. And this is yet another new race format which is worth a try. And sim racing is suited perfectly for DNFing drivers um and taking them out of the race um just by zeros and ones um so yeah um it's it's worth a try um but i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how this goes as well would you have liked toby to see more than just that one lap battle because obviously you get to the top 10 you get that fight but even if the top 10's spread out even if it's close let's say it's close you don't have you know you'd probably want one two maybe three laps tops to sort of allow that person who was in 10th to maybe even catch up just in case he spun and he was the quick he could be the quickest driver on the field whoever that person's in 10th but if he's come through he's fought his way up in an amazing battle made it to the final lap but then he's got no chance of catching up or making a difference in the in the final in the final lap it, it'd be a bit of a shame it's like a small anti-climax i feel like you want you know the final the grand final of that race in a sense to to hype it up a little bit and have those one two lap battles um just to see, just to give it a bit more excitement, because one lap it'll be over very quickly. That's what I'm. I'm afraid could happen, um, but I have no idea how how it will feel in the end. Um, lucky, we, luckily, we have the test run this weekend, and we will have a better feeling and better understanding of 
how the races feel and how the concept and the entire format works after this weekend. Um, that's a risk, of course. Um, if the field is spread out, uh, the final lap with 10 drivers is arguably, arguably going to be a bit dull, possibly, um, but we'll have to wait for the test race and possibly it's it's completely the opposite and uh, the final lap shootout with the 10 drivers is the best thing that they could have chosen um i just don't know yet yeah that's very true there's, there's, there's so many questions i have and i've written like a few down jack um in terms of like what i want to find out and obviously they, they, i don't know how much you know about this as well jack you're probably in the same boat as me but it said there there was two parallel challenges on our factor two now how i read this was i because i think the sim racers will be involved in in the main race but at the same time you know the way that it's the press release has been written and so forth it looks like that you know we want to have all the formula e drivers in one race and there may be some sim racers and some guest influences from like popular youtube uh, vloggers that they normally like to like to put in so um, i don't know if there's going to be two different races that we're going to be watching or if everything's going to be put in one and if everything is put in one what on earth could this other challenge be well, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that's my understanding as well that uh, that all the Formula E drivers will be in one lobby, and then there'll be some sim racers and some like influencers in uh, in another. I'm I, I assume that they'll do it a bit like um how the race all star um right uh, race will be doing cause, because they've had um they've had two they've had two they've had two heats and then one grand final. So, uh, so, so I'm not sure if it's going to be the top ten from each, and then a twenty tw twenty cars in the final, or whether it or uh, or whether it, it it'll be done so uh, some other way. I uh, I I am expecting to see some influences. We've seen um we've seen uh, Will, uh, Will at any do um do some uh, of the of the uh, yeah uh, yeah the not the not the GP series and. Uh, has he also done a virtual race? I can't remember. I think so, but yeah, we'll move into that topic very slightly, actually, because I want to talk, because obviously, like, the virtual Grand Prix series that Formula 1 have been running, I've had people like Ben Stokes, they've had golfers in it, I can't remember who it is, the name has escaped me. Ian Poulter. Yes, and, um, but they've they've had those, those different people from different sports actually um, enter the event, which uh, we'll talk about that in two seconds. But what I want to talk about is the tracks. Now, obviously, we're racing on R-Factor 2, which I am delighted that we are racing on R-Factor 2, mainly because I have it, and maybe I can now have a go at trying to get and try and qualify for these events. But I doubt that will happen. But the thing is, I, I'm, confu I'm confused about is I don't know what tracks we'll be racing on. And, you know, we're, we're going into Saturday as this test run, and there's, we're going in blind as, as journalists. We're going in blind as spectators and fans because we don't know what to expect. We don't know where we're racing. We don't know how the format's really going to work we just we just there's so many unknowns and then we're gonna just have to listen to jack nichols and dario frankiti sort of walk us through it the best they can and i'm i'm wondering how much they Not know complaining yeah but i'm wondering how much they know in terms of what is actually going to happen obviously they're going to feed it through but you know their understanding of it when they're going to find out when it's going to happen it, it might be quite it might be quite interesting to us because obviously you know as well as me that the official tracks that they've got are the Hong Kong and Monaco circuits. They also made that fake Leicester track, which, you know, could be used. So we're doing nine races of this. So 
I'm wondering where else they could go. You know, are we going to be potentially seeing Formula E cars take to F1 tracks that are, are, are on the game that, you know, that Formula E might use? The thing about R-Factor, either R-Factor 1 or R-Factor 2, is that you can add mods really easily um, or DLC packages. And possibly we could see Formula E releasing a big DLC in the next week. Um, not that I've heard of anything, but that's a possibility. Um, and then we get tracks like Marrakesh, for example, or Diria, or Berlin. Uh, they are already there as a mod, as a private mod, and you can drive Berlin already, but it's not an official FE licensed circuit. And that's what's still missing. So, um, there are official um, Studio 397, I think, uh, yep. other ones doing the game. Uh, there are official tracks, of course. And FE could run, say, Brands Hatch Indie um, on the game. Or uh, some shortcut of Silverstone. Or some version of the Norris Ring um, in Germany. We all have to wait. Uh, possibly FE could release a DLC um, uh, with, with official FE tracks and uh, then just r simply raise on, on uh, Formula E circuits. Um, but I'm, I'm tapping in the dark there and um, no idea. Yeah, to be honest with you, if they did release a DLC this week, I know what I'm buying. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> yeah, like, over, boom. Even though I've got, as you said, like, they've modded, like, the great thing about R-Factor 2 is that they are all there. All you need to do is technically buy R-Factor 2. You could put all the tracks there. You have to pay a bit more money. It's about, like, 13 quid, I think, for the formulary pack of all the cars, Hong Kong and Monaco, all together. But for 13 quid, and then if they made another DLC for another £15 with all the actual tracks, then you've got all the cars and all the tracks. I feel sorry for the person who has... It's only, I think it's one person who has modded every single Formula E track on R-Factor 2, because then he's like, oh, well, I don't need to mod anymore, technically. Um, unless Formulary do some new tracks in the future, let's say. But... Jack, is this, if let's say they do that, I really like that idea from Tobias, but if they were to release a DLC to, to make sure it's all on official, um, on official Formula E tracks, does that sort of indicate that they were slow on the uptake of, of sim of sim racing? And I, I've heard from people who used to work at Formula E in the sim racing uh, side of it when they were doing the Vegas e-racing is that they simply just ran out of money to really... Um, push forward sim racing and maybe even you know do more games and, and make more stuff well yeah i think uh i think as toby uh alluded to the whole um the whole visa vegas e race it it went well and then in the end it didn't with the whole um uh with uh with the whole ollie packer having fan boost on the entire time in, in in the second car and then having to be demoted from first to third after the race um and so yeah i think they kind of uh, they uh, they kind of shied away from it from from that point because because they weren't really happy with how that had gone and then um but no i am i'm very happy that uh, i'm very happy that formula e are now back in the game as it were um but yeah i do think they were a little bit slow to gotten on with this admittedly about we this only really took like 
this only really became like a big thing a month ago because because all, all all the Formula One teams have gone to Australia ready to race, and then on the Thursday of of the Thursday of the Australian Grand Prix, it kind of seemed apparent that they weren't going to race anymore, and so and that's when everything started kicking off, and um and yeah, esports has been quite big for 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 the last month or so. But I I uh, I am very happy that Formula E are now doing this, and I will assure you that if they do create a DLC with all the tracks and all the cars, I am buying R Factor Two once we finish this show. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be amazing. So what I want to sort of move on to because obviously we've we've alluded to this in in previous episodes, Jack. But Tobias, it'd be great to have your insight on it. Obviously, you know we talked yesterday about Max Verstappen. Um, doing the eSport uh, thing for the V8 supercars. Now, we don't have a full Formula E grid at this precise moment. We've only got 14 out of the 22 drivers, so there are some spaces. Now, I'm looking at the F1 drivers here mainly, because you've got the likes of Lando Norris, Latifi, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, who are doing this charity stream already, and they're trying to raise £100,000, I think, for the national... There's a there's a foundation that they're, they're, racing, they're racing for that will... Um, that they'll give the money to to help with the COVID-19 battle. So because Formula are using UNICEF and, and then the money made from this is going to go to UNICEF to help fight COVID-19 and, and to help support children um, in, in the battle before, for this um, pandemic that we're in. So I have a feeling that attracting drivers like that are in Formula 1, and those are huge influences anyway in terms of trip streamers when you think about Leclerc and Norris, that, that could be huge for Formula E in, in publicising the series and of publicising the event as well. It could, yeah, but it could also backfire. Um, drivers are, if you think about Carl Larson, for example, not as, as severe, of course, as uh, Carl Larson did, uh, but drivers uh, talk very quickly uh, once the microphone's on and rarely think about what they're saying, which is great for us. Um, because we we enjoy getting the insight of how the drivers really are. Uh, we learned that with Kyle Larson. Um, but regardless, uh, it could also backfire because imagine Lando Norris complains about how boring Effie is and imagine George Russell saying that cars sound terrible. All the old, uh, old points of criticism we've heard about Formula E that could possibly happen. Um, that said, I agree that they have a huge potential audience. Um, there are no indications, I'll have to add that as well, though, um, that they might join the, the influencer field or whatever the, the, this part of, of the group is called. Um, for now, I'm, I'm completely happy with all Formula E drivers competing there. Um, it would, of course, be awesome to see Landon Norris and... Antonio Giovanazzi and Charles Leclerc joining Formula E for a race, of course. Um, but there are no indications that they will join. Yeah, Lando Norris says he's a professional Twitch streamer now, so that surely makes him an influencer. He said, I'm not, I can't be called an F1 driver anymore. I'm a professional Twitch streamer, he says, which made me laugh. So, but... The interesting thing which I sort of want to move on to now is obviously we've got the nine races and it would have taken us up to June 13, which would have been a week before the Berlin race. 
But Tobias, big news coming out from Germany yesterday um, of that, the large event spans continuing to the 31st of August. And I think you won the only country, I think Belgium did something very similar as well, which obviously puts the Berlin E-Prix, which a gag was had on the 21st of June, said it was really hopeful that, you know, something could happen and we could do something there. But it looks like it's, it's very unlikely now that we will be racing in Berlin on the 21st of June. I agree, yeah. Agag wasn't really hopeful. He was keeping it in as a sign of hope. Um, so there's a difference. But still, Effie still kept Berlin on the date, on the scheduled date of the 21st of June in the calendar up until, yes, I mean, officially it's still in there. Um, of course, any sort of confirmation is still pending from the FIA and Formula E and they haven't responded to any of our emails yet. But it seems as if um, the Berlin race won't be happening, at least not on, on the 21st of June. As you said, the measures in, in Germany were extended of large gatherings being prohibited until the 31st of August. And what counts as a large gathering and large event is defined by each German state. Uh, so there are 16 German states within Germany and Berlin being one of them. And there's a difference from one state to another. For example, when it comes to opening schools again, there are 16 different solutions for opening schools. Some students go to school next week, others start on the 4th of May. Um, some A-level classes go first in other parts of the country. Um, first, f um, 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 what's it called? The, the first type of school you're in. Primary uh, school. Primary school, of course, yeah. Sometimes it's the easiest things. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, sometimes primary uh, primary school students uh, go to school first. So it differs from one state to another. And the same will apply to the yeah, definition of what counts as a large event. Regardless, I don't think we'll have an event with spectators that should be out of the question now especially if you look at fe's narrative in the past couple of months they are always acting according to the recommendations of local governments and authorities and yeah therefore i think there are only two two options for formula e in berlin either behind closed door race um you'll have to think about travel restrictions then uh, of course um because I mean, we have Porsche, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes from Germany, um, but also for them, plenty of mechanics and engineers and PR staff, just generally staff, is coming from abroad. Um, and you'll have to think of keep travel restrictions in mind, of course, as well. Um, all the other 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 um, option would be um, postponing the race or suspending and scrapping it altogether. Um, so it's it's not looking great for the Berlin Epre in, in June. I'm, I'm, of course, still waiting for any official word on it, but it seems very, very unlikely that we're racing in, in Berlin in June, um, possibly in September. As I said, the, the measures end on 31st of August, um, but it's still so far away. I mean, we're it, it seems so far away. It's, it's already April, um, but... Still, five months are still still a long, long way away, and yeah, no idea. 
to be yeah. honest. It, it, it's amazing that because obviously Formula E in terms of the calendar, because obviously the Tempelhof Airport is, is a fabulous solution because obviously it's in the city, it doesn't close any roads, so we could technically race there in September. I think Formula E were hopeful that they could possibly move the race back to August. Hopefully London was in the XL, maybe the you know Nightingale Hospital, the XL was being packed away at that time. And, and we could maybe have done a race there in August or even pushed it into September, which obviously September is available for Berlin at this precise moment. But it's interesting now that the calendar is being pushed further and further back. And obviously, you know, Gags talked about this Asian leg to potentially end the season, but he didn't really comment on that further. So I think, Jack, it's, it's really interesting now. Formula E are going to... It's going to be a tight battle to sort of get races in. But what I found interesting is that is this permanent track thing. Because, you know, even for London, he said we could race elsewhere. That's what James uh, Regal said um, in the in the press conference yesterday. And he didn't just say in London. He meant the UK. And we were obviously talking about, you know, Donington. Obviously, they've got the headquarters there. You've got Silverstone. You could use a short layout. There's other tracks that we could potentially go to um, where we could just race on a permanent circuit rather than street circuits just to finish the championship. Yeah, and if the and if the situation clears up in Spain, all the Formula E cars are located in Valencia right now. So, so we could uh, so we could go over there for for a race. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think from a Formula E standpoint, they will want to have Berlin because I think that's I, I think Berlin is the easiest of, of of the last three races on the calendar to actually set up, and then. Uh, and then actually go to there. Um, so yeah, I uh, as as I alluded to in I think the first episode, I think the the ideal of what they want is maybe Berlin in Berlin in early early late September, and then um, Valencia in late September early October, and then that 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 would be their ideal but obviously yeah we don't we we don't know this is this is a fluid situation so it's so yeah it's right right now we don't know what's going to happen i think donington is a good solution and i'm not saying that because because all i need to do is go up, up the m1 um but uh, but also i do like the idea of silverstone because that's 20 minutes away from me so um so yeah i i think um we we uh, we do need to finish this championship, um, but where we go for it, I'm not sure. And then finally, just to to finally add to bias, obviously, it, it makes an impact on season seven. This because you know, I, at the beginning, Formula were like, all right, we don't really want to race in October because we've got you know. I remember Dealbad Gill saying actually that you know testing's locked in for in Valencia for like October 12th to the 16th um, this year. I don't think that's going to happen. I think because I think we'll still be probably finishing off this season. So then the time limit that they've had to sort of, you know, get the cars ready for season seven, obviously, well, as I say that they could carry on with this season's car or make the new car if they want to make the new car um, with this new two-year cycle. So, you know, you might see season seven push back into January, February. There's talk of doing testing in Donington in November, so get ready for sub-zero temperatures. But they'll need to do pre-season somewhere, and I don't know how warm it is in, in Valencia in November, December, possibly warmer than, than Donington. But um, whether or not they can do the race uh, in that time, because I know Valencia has the MotoGP that it's got to set up, so maybe it won't be able to do the testing at that time if, you know, racing is resumed in that, those sort of closing months of the year. 
I don't think MotoGP will be too much of an issue. Um, Formula E manages to um, cooperate and on the operational side with F1 in Monaco already. Um, so the Formula E event usually happens a week or two before the F1 event. Um, so I don't think MotoGP will be too much of an issue in, in Valencia. But you're right. Uh, the current plan is to have pre-season testing at some point in October, surely that will have to be pushed back if we end the season in, in September, um, maybe late September. Uh, that will be especially an issue because it's a difference. Uh, it makes a difference whether you're ending the season uh, on the first weekend of September or the last weekend of September. Um, so yeah, officially the current plan is to test in the second week of October. That might be pushed back, as you rightly said, and then we sh were supposed to start season seven uh, in December, but that could also be pushed back. Um, there are no indications yet, of course. Formula E is still worried about how they're finishing this season. Um, they still have to organize two more events um, to crown a champion. And I think as soon as that happens, um, they will try to end the season ASAP. Um, Current plan is to have six, seven more races, possibly uh, double headers, uh, mostly. Then, um, but just try to to finish the season with the least effort possible, and just forget about twenty twenty and move on. Um, it, it's it's a good thought. I haven't really thought about having the twenty twenty one Formula E season in instead of the twenty 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 one season um yeah it, it might happen um everything seems to be pushed back right now um we had the tender for batteries and chassis for the gen 3 formula e car being pushed back um so possibly now with the gen 2 evo being delayed by a year gen 3 might be delayed by a year uh, especially thinking about manufacturers uh, is key there so formula e will really have to be flexible with the, the, the Gen 3 um, on the manufacturer side. Um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot is still uncertain about the future. Um, and decisions will have to, made, have to be made on a day by day basis, sadly. Yep, and we'll just have to wait and see. It's just, it's a massive wait and see game. But, boys, we are out of time. It's been an absolutely amazing episode. I really love both of your insights. Tobias, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Thank you for having me on. It's been great fun. Jack, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for being on. Thank you. And remember, if you really are enjoying the content, especially this episode, I think it definitely deserves a, a like. Come on, it deserves a like. And if you really are enjoying the content, hit that subscribe button below. Um, thank you so much for watching. We will see you tomorrow. You've been watching the FEZ Show. Goodbye. <laughs>